This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. I want to talk to you tonight about a subject that is very much in the news called sustainability. Okay, When Pastor told me about the week and what we were doing, he said, okay, on Friday night, I want you to bring something that's very practical, something that would be helpful, uh, and maybe weave into that uh, you know, some of what Baptist World does. So I thought this would be a really good approach uh, to how we would do that tonight. So I have 15 minutes to do this talking about sustainability. I read an article recently that was critiquing the move in our land toward electric vehicles. And that article said that, you know, everybody is talking about the sustainability of electric cars, moving us away from the use of fossil fuels. But then the article pointed out that do they not understand that coal is the fossil fuel that powers the electrical generators that charge the electric cars? So there's a lot of foolishness today when people talk about sustainability. But in the things of God, uh, talking about sustainability is very, very important because we are seeing as dispensationalists, and if you don't know what that means, you can talk to your pastor about that, but we're seeing the fulfillment of the move toward the end times when there will be less faith upon the earth. There's going to be a great falling away in the last days, a great apostasy. And so what that means is, as we move toward the end times, there are going to be fewer good churches and, and fewer people that stand for the Lord. Now, that does not mean that we give up on missions or evangelism, discipleship, and church planting. Christ will build his church even in the last days. But there is the issue of sustainability. So tonight I want to talk to you about the question, is missions sustainable? In the bigger picture of worldwide missions of God's people, but specifically at Good News Baptist Church, you support a lot of missionaries. And what if the church declines in numbers at some point in the future apostasy of our land? Uh, what if we become a persecuted people uh, in a greater way? And that is certainly something that is possible. So let's talk about is mission sustainable and what we can do to help it be sustainable. So the first thing we want to see tonight is that we need to recognize hindrances to sustainability. And what are some of the things that we're fighting today uh, in keeping a vast host of missionaries on the field? Well, the first one is retirement versus replacement. There are more missionaries retiring today than there are new missionaries surrendering to the work of God. Now, one of the answers to sustainability is for God's people to respond to his call. Because I don't think God is calling fewer people. I think that there is the influence of, of the world affecting the church and other things. So there is the issue of retirement versus replacement, the high financial cost. Folks, it costs so much more today to get a missionary to the field, to keep a missionary on the field. I mean, we see inflation here in the United States. You multiply that in most parts of the rest of the world. Uh, there is a worldwide political opposition to the gospel today. 
I mean, you go to England, Amanda Baker, one of our missionaries who's from here in the Tidewater, a wonderful young lady, would tell you that there is real opposition politically, both spoken and unspoken, in Great Britain, which once used to be the bastion of the gospel. And so there's worldwide opposition. And then there is the drift in fundamentalism. If you haven't figured it out, there are many schools that used to be faithful to Christ that are departing and going a wrong direction. There are many churches that are drifting. And there is the opposition, even in Christian circles, to a fundamental Baptist church social position. What does that mean? There are churches and even some in fundamentalism that want to move the church toward rocking out on Sunday with their music, which is an abandonment of biblical holiness. Uh, The concept of dress. There are those who are fighting against any kind of dress standard in local churches. And then one of the big issues, the call today among many Christians for the drinking of alcohol. I wrote a book, uh, it took me two years, I finished it about a year and a half ago, a a book for my grandchildren uh, about uh, my growing up years, my first 18 years of life. And there are stories in there about my family's involvement with alcohol and why, as I had a drunken brother and a drunken grandfather, why I hate alcohol and its use. And, you know, there are people that would look at that and they would think that I was an old fuddy-duddy for hating the use of alcohol. But, folks, God's word is very clear. So there's opposition to the social position of the fundamental Baptist church. There's opposition to our Baptist position in theology, Reformed theology, the extreme form of, of, of covenant theology which denies a dispensational position is a growing problem in some of our churches. And so all of these things tend to have an effect of diminishing the mission core. And so is missions sustainable? So what are some of the sustainable solutions we want to talk about? The first one is the foundational issue, and we won't turn there tonight. I'll simply quote it. But we have been commanded to pray the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers. Matthew chapter 9, verse 38, Christ, in telling the disciples about the need of a dark world, said to pray the Lord to send forth laborers. Can I share a testimony with you about Baptist World Mission? When I came with Baptist World, I was almost 14 years ago now, the new director, we had a number of candidates that were coming to apply, and that was a very good thing. Twice a year, we appoint candidates who apply. And then we went about uh, 10 years ago through a couple of meetings where we had no one that applied. And I became very concerned about that, that we had no applicants. So I went to the scriptures and I started praying and I said, Lord, show me what we can do to help recruit missionaries. And I came to Matthew chapter 9, verse 38. And I realized that though our churches prayed, I believe we do, our church did for the Lord of the Harvest, the Board of Baptist World did not have a collective time to pray the Lord of the Harvest that he would send forth labors. So we instituted a new thing at our spring and fall board meetings where we had our prospect list and we would pray over those missionaries for 45 minutes to an hour at every board meeting by name for God to send forth labors. We had some folks on that list named the Shrocks that were on that list. 
Uh, we had uh, many other folks that were on that list. The Sanderlands were on that list, and some that went with other agencies that were backslidden like Worldwide and, you know, others uh, were on that list. So, you know, we didn't get all of them with Baptist World. But you know what? A lot of those we prayed for went with other good agencies. You understand I'm joking about Worldwide. I love Danny Whetstone. John O'Malley's a different story. But, uh, <coughs> but you know, folks, what we did as a board, we started getting on our knees and praying the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers. And guess what happened? We started picking up again. And it's a little thing that some people might say, but folks, it's a big thing. God's plan for missionary recruitment is prayer. And you can be involved in that. But there are other things we can do, and some of these relate to what our new ministry will be with Baptist World. Uh, I told your pastor, and I think I alluded to it the other night, uh, we are transitioning in the coming uh, year to a new position with Baptist World. We're getting a new executive director, and Ruth and I are going to be on the road full-time in the new title of Missions Mentor. And we're going to be recruiting, we're going to be working with missionaries both at home and overseas, we're going to be working with churches, we're going to be doing a lot of teaching in churches about missions philosophy. And so we're doing that strategically to help churches have a greater burden for missionaries because we need churches for our deputies to get into. And so what are we doing? So what can we do? Uh, what do we do to retain current missionaries? That's the first thing. You know... Uh, it's obvious that if we're going to keep our mission force strong, we keep our current missionaries on the field. And so there's some things that we can do. That is, uh, we can talk with them about a strong administrative relationship with the home office. Uh, we can uh, have a strong administrative relationship with their churches. We can offer them quality home office services, personal encouragement, ongoing training. So I'm simply saying there are things that Baptist World Mission can do to help keep their current missionaries on the field so that at the end we'll have missionaries who will have served 30 to 40 years on the foreign field. And you as a church can do a great deal along those same lines. You can pray. You can give. You can visit them on the foreign field. You can hold up their hands. So there is so much that we can do to sustain missions to keep the current missionaries serving on the field. But then the next sustainable solution that I want to talk about is recruiting new missionaries. Now, where does Baptist World do that? We do that in churches by preaching like I'm doing this week and asking God to call people out of churches to the mission field. We can do it in colleges. We go to missions conferences at the various colleges. We're on campus teaching in the different colleges. I taught for 18 years in one Bible college uh, on being a shepherd, on being a pastor. We're teaching missions in colleges. So there are things we do like that. We go to Christian camps in the summertime. We have, we have camping ministries. A lot of camps still have missionaries in. So we're doing a lot uh, to recruit by way of preaching. And then we have mission family members who give us contacts. We put out publications. We put out media. We have an online presence and Facebook and other types of things promoting missions. And then we have the printed page still. We have the messenger, which goes out quarterly. So we do a lot of individual mentorship to try to recruit new missionaries. And did you know your church can do the same thing? 
You can have publications for missions in your church, and you do. You can have missions conferences. Really, everything that you do relating to what is going on in this church for missions is with the mindset that you want God to call people from this place to go into all the world with the gospel as you take the gospel here at home. So that is part of the sustainable solution. And, okay... And we're back to the beginning, which what not supposed to do. We had this worked out earlier. Let me give you one more thing, and it may come up. And this is part of what Ruth and I will be doing in the days ahead. Facilitating a sustainable solution is really facilitating local church revival and training. You know, uh, I love to preach God's word. Uh, it is something God has called me to do with my life. And I love to prepare, and I love to try to be enthusiastic. But the goal is not just to give you God's word, though that is the goal initially, but the goal is for you to have your heart stirred and be revived so that you will have a vision for declaring his glory among all the nations. You see, if I come and I preach and you say, boy, that was a good message or uh, he was a blessing to us, and you do nothing, to take the gospel to others, then we have failed in our emphasis. So there is this sustainable solution of of facilitating local church revival and training. So how do we do that? Well, we develop personal relationships with churches and pastors, and we get invites. We develop personal relationships with prospective missionaries. Uh, We preach missions revivals. We We do Sunday school classes in the church. We work with teenagers in the church to help them to understand what God is doing. So the bottom line is, folks, that this matter of sustainable missions is a collective effort of God's people primarily focused in the local church, which is the sending agency, to get God's people to lift up their eyes and look on the fields that are white unto harvest. Now, we're, we're hard to believe we're almost to the end of the conference We're going to be here tonight and then Sunday morning. Sunday morning, I get to do one of my favorite things, and that is to teach, to preach to the teenagers uh, in the teen Sunday school class. And for the teenagers, we are going to be looking this week at how to discern the will of God. How do you know what God wants you to do? Does he want you to marry that guy? You know, does he want you to go to Bible college? What does God want you to do? We're going to be looking at what the Bible says about how I as a teenager, not me, but you, can discern the will of God for my life. And then we're going to come back Sunday morning and I'm going to be preaching in the morning service and then we have to fly to Indiana after that. But I'm going to be preaching on the cost of declaring his glory to the nations. It's going to be a closing message on a, a, an emphasis on how God uses finances to fulfill the glory of Christ around the world. And we'll be challenging you along that. And I just want to say tonight, folks, your faith promise and your your keeping this church strong spiritually and your fervor for the Lord and for missions is really the key to sustainability as you pray the Lord of the harvest here at Good News Baptist Church. Let's pray together as we conclude. Father, we thank you for this time tonight. I pray that you would help us Lord, to be a people who have a vision for missions being sustained until you come. Lord Jesus, when the trumpet sounds and you appear in the clouds for us, 
the day of the New Testament age of grace for missions will be over. Now, Lord, we know you're going to save people during the tribulation, and, and you're going to do a work of taking out people even during that time. But, Lord, our day will be done when Jesus comes again. And, Lord, if this world gets worse, as we believe it will biblically, as, as things get harder, Lord, help us to be committed to praying the Lord of the harvest and doing what we can in obedience to your word to see missions sustained. And we will thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, you can visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and we want to encourage you to share this message with others. May the truth of God's word be your guide as you strive to follow Christ and make him known to others.